Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I am your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake is going to start off with a fancy fact for you guys since I brought the buttermilk fact to you last week. Yeah. Did you know that pistachios aren't nuts? I did. I don't remember what they are, though. They're fruit. Okay. I, <laughs> That's all I, I don't know what... They're a droop, a fleshy tree fruit containing mm-hmm. a shell-covered seed. What would you consider a potato? A potato is a root. Uh, yeah, Carly was right. I was wrong. Um, she goes, I think she said potato's not a vegetable. And I was like, you're right. It's a starch. Vegetables don't exist. And I called it a starch. That was my description of it. And then she goes, she kind of gave me the face of, what are you talking about? And then she goes, it, it's a root. I was like, okay, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, and then so, I Googled it, and it said it is a starchy root vegetable. So, Well, one, vegetables don't exist. Right. Two, it is a root <clears throat> because you cannot get more potatoes without planting potatoes. Mine wife, that is what I just said. I said I called it a starch, and you told me it was a root. Um, Bing bong. I'm criticizing myself, not you. She, I, I don't know. I don't, did I say that? It, I said Vegetables that I said do thing, not right? exist, Carly, so you are incorrect. <laughs> anyway, Jake, what are you drinking this week? I'm going to start off with Dr. Jepper. That sounds good. Which is a, uh, it's a soda, a soda style sour ale with cherry and pepper soda syrup. So I literally think they make it with the same syrup that they use to make Dr. Pepper. If it's so good, I'm, it's available in my area. I'm gonna have to go buy it now because carly is a big dr p fan i know she is i'm drinking this for carly actually good the live review will occur for her and in the meantime i'm gonna start off with mother earth brewing company's nitro cali creamin vanilla cream ale that sounds so good i'm not gonna lie i love one of those ones that has directions on how i need to drink it oh because it's a nitro so you have to flip can three times And you got to give it the hard pour. And then pour hard. Yep. Let's settle. Hopefully this doesn't explode. Open it fast and then Hard pour. Hard yeah. pour. Push. Do it. Huh. Anyways, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. It is Kyle's turn to go first it after is. he pours his apparently 20 minute pour of a beer well i started using my smaller glass now and then this is a however many ounce 16 ounce i think so and so it doesn't fit so i'm just gonna go with whatever's in there now and i'm gonna start talking so jake it's december it's been a long december please don't copyright strike me (laughs) do you know what that means jake uh no not november's over it is Christmas season. Crimmy time! Or for those of you that don't celebrate Christmas, this is the winter holiday season to encompass all of the winter holidays. But because it's a Christmassy time of year in my world, we're going to talk about traditions. We did this last week. Not Christmas traditions, motherfucker. <sighs> so, I want you to tell me what are your Christmas traditions, specifically... And then I'll talk about mine. And then what I really want to talk about are the most common ones in the United States. And I want to talk about whether they are sensible or stupid. I like And it. then we're going to focus even one step farther. And we're going to talk about the weirdest traditions in the United States or God. abroad. All right. Apparently Kyle's taking up the first half hour of the fucking nope, episode. This is going to go quick. All right. Uh, I don't have actually, much to talk about for mine. Go. Yeah, I don't really have. For our uh, Christmas traditions, we always do my family's uh, presents. Um, like my direct family, we do presents on Christmas Eve. Um, we've always done that, probably always will do that. Um, and then on Christmas Day, at least for most of my, uh, most of my childhood uh, and adult life, we go to my grandma's house and we do it with my dad's side of the family. Okay. Because... There, the, that's where everybody just kind of gathers up there. But that's really it. Like, besides that, we, we don't... Um, actually, that's, that's a lie, because my mom started one. Very, not, like, literally, like, four or five years ago. She gets us, like, like, a joke shirt every year. Okay. 
So like one year, our, our shirts, um, like last year, they were like three quarter sleeve baseball shirts. And mine said like, I'm lit. And it was like Christmas lights. And they all, so they were all like Christmas themed joke shirts like that. Okay. Sometimes the shirts are a little too offensive to say on the podcast. Hmm. Sometimes okay. they're just like, they're, they'll purposely be like quadruple XLs that we can't fit in because they're, fu- because that's funny, I guess. I don't know. My mom, my mom likes to do that. And then the only, the last one actually too, um, the actual last one, we rotate every year who gets the hard to open gift. So we'll take mm. somebody's gift and we'll put 14 boxes inside boxes, wrap that in yeah. zip ties, duct tape it, take it, weld it shut. Like, I don't know. We'll get weird. Car- Carly, Carly that quadruple, quadruple XL. Are an amazing sleeve shirt, and I actually had to go into the office today for work, and I won a triple XL T-shirt, so I got a hmm. great sleeve shirt. Nice. Moving forward, but that's all it. Right. That's really all I got Christmas-wise. We don't. We're not too crazy. Yeah, for me, the only thing that we do is well, <clears throat> I'll talk about childhood first, and then I'll talk about what happens now. When I was a kid, at some point in time, just like Uncle Kyle, and I'll put it on the screen, we started doing the one present on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. I don't remember when that happened, because I know it wasn't for my entire life, but at some point in time, we started doing that. Uh, and then we do the rest of the presents on Christmas. Um, not really like a big tree-type family. We had a tree, but it wasn't like a big tradition to put the tree up and put ornaments on it or anything like that. And then we never really did lights on the house that I remember maybe a couple times, nothing like that. Yeah. We did them when I was young, but then like my dad didn't want to put them up anymore. And we were like, we don't care. So don't, Yeah, we'd decorate the inside of the house, but my mom yeah. would do it all in one day. Cause she didn't, at the time either. she, she didn't work. She like was a stay at home mom at the time. So she would just pick a day when we were at school, we'd come home. We're like, Hey, it's Christmas at home now. Yeah, um, other than that, we would also go to my grandmother's house. When we went there, everybody would stare at each other awkwardly and pretend like we all liked each other, and then we would do we do a gift exchange in my family. Mm-hmm. So you go, you show up, you open one random gift from somebody that drew your name out of a hat because they wanted to make it so everybody didn't feel obligated to buy gifts for everybody in the family or let people feel left out or whatever, so it's just one gift per person. I do um, like that, though. I do yeah. like the kind of just one gift, you pick yeah. names. That's, and it's that's got a dollar fun. limit to it, so it's nice, but... And it keeps things quick. Yeah. So you get in there, you get your gifts, you eat your little hand foods, and then you get the fuck out. Um, and that's how it's always been. And so we did that. And then generally speaking, there's some sort of a drinking involved with a couple of people. But other than that, that's all we really do. There's nothing nothing exciting that much for when I grew up. And then kind of like my side of the family still. Carly, however, is the type that grew up very much involved in Christmas, I would say. Much more so than I did. And so it becomes... Around Thanksgiving time or earlier, probably around November 1st, we start arguing about when the Christmas tree is going to go up. She wants to put it up like October 31st, and I'm like day after Thanksgiving at the earliest kind of a thing. Then I cave somewhere in the middle or earlier. Yeah. We put the tree up. So the tree's already up. It's been up. It's decorated. Uh, And then she had like the, you know, much more homemade ornaments meaningful ornaments type of upbringing so now we've incorporated that into our traditions as well and we have we get an ornament every year for the two of us that like is supposed to um you know represent the year that we had yeah so like we've got an ornament of the first house that we bought together we've got our wedding style ornament from the year we got married stuff like that uh we got a covid mask for covid as an ornament but it's like a you know a mini one that was created for a tree anyway stuff like that and then <clears throat> Carly grew up getting, getting pajamas on Christmas Eve. That was always the gift you got on Christmas Eve was pajamas. Mm. And so we try to do that for the most part. But pajamas are kind of fucking expensive, and we don't they ever are. wear them. So, Old Navy. Um, yeah, that's what we did last year, and we might just redo ours last year. Anyway, that's about it. Nothing crazy for Christmas. Carly did the pickle in the tree growing up. I never really did that. No idea what you're talking about. But we have pickles in our tree now. Um, that's it. Okay, so those are the traditions. Now let's walk through. We're going to talk about the most popular Christmas traditions. There's ten of them, and we'll say you know whether we do or not. Don't do them. A lot of these have, we've already kind of talked about, so I'll kind of move fast, and then we'll talk about the weird ones. Watch a Christmas movie. Do you do that as a part of your habits on Christmas time? That is on, the number one most on Christmas tradition. Day, it's just kind of like a joke in my family that we leave on the 24 hours of a Christmas story. Yeah, so but we do that to annoy everybody, so they can't watch anything else but a Christmas story. We didn't, uh, we didn't leave like the twenty four hour thing on. My mom always actually had to watch that movie once, so we would watch that every year. 
But I don't remember if it was like a Christmas Eve thing. I think it was Christmas Eve. We, we I mean, I inherently watch Christmassy <clears throat> stuff around Christmas, but like it's not like the day two days before Christmas we sit down and watch a Christmas movie like that. We don't do anything like that. The most common, if anybody cares, according to this site at least, are The Grinch, A Christmas Carol, Polar Express, Elf, The Holiday, The Santa Claus, The Nutcracker, and The Four Realms. I don't even know what that means. Santa Claus 2 and 4 Christmases. Okay. Most of those movies are pretty mid. I probably haven't seen most of those. Elf isn't mid. Elf's pretty overrated. Elf's pretty fucking good. Elf's, Elf's funny, but it's very overrated. Maybe. Maybe that's true. All right, setting up a Christmas tree, we both do that. I think we just mentioned that. Uh, sort of. I, Jess and I, in just our house, we've done it once. We have mm. a Christmas tree. We have not set it up this year yet. We might. I don't know. Still got to figure out where we're going to put it if we do it. But yeah. my family always has a Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, home and yard decorations, like you said, you kind of dropped off at some point. We did too. But now... Carly's wanting to bring that back, and so we put lights on the house this year and the last couple years in Tucson, but better this year than the years before because Tucson was kind of hard. We had, like, clay shingles. It was hard yeah. to put, but easier. We, we haven't graduated <clears throat> to Christmas decorations yet, but we did get a couple things for the house for Halloween. Carly does a lot more internal decorations to the house, too, than just the tree. She's a lot more mm-hmm. festive about it. We did a craft night the other night where we made these little hats out of yarn, and they're That's on cute. this, like, thing in the house. Anyway, Uh, Uncle Kyle, Elf isn't trash. That's 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 like trying to be a contrarian. I could get that it was overrated. It's definitely not trash. It's like saying Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. Oh, God. Down the rabbit hole we go. Do you do mistletoe around the holidays? We always do. We always have a little mistletoe. Ours is kind of fucking like crumbly. Like it's been around for a while. We need to get a new one. Not crumbly. It's falling apart a little bit. Yep. Never done it. How about hosting or joining in on somebody else hosting a Christmas dinner? Um, I mean, that, we we do it more like a lunch. Like when we do Christmas at my grandparents' house, it's like for that part this of the is family. Like, so we do like a They're mini. referring to like a themed like holiday party dinner type thing. I will. I don't have it as a tradition. Like if somebody invites me, like I had my company potluck today. Does that count? No. And I don't think I've ever done this. Like. I don't think I've ever been to like a holiday, like themed Christmassy part. Like you know that wasn't I, just like a gag gift exchange or something like that. Like this is I think this is more formal. That's yeah, the, the closest I have, Dane had a party at his house one time before he moved. That was like right. It was like two days before Christmas or three days before mm. Christmas. That's like the closest I've done to a Christmas party. I'll do a white elephant though if somebody wants to. How about gingerbread houses? Um. Jess and I have done it a couple times. We don't make it like a necessity to do it, but we've done it. Probably will continue mm-hmm. to do it. It's fun. It's a good time. Exchanging gifts. We both do that. Yes. Sending Christmas cards. Carly we... does like to do sometimes. We did not last year. You and we did definitely la- didn't this year. Yeah. You... Um... We are not going to this year. We have I can't several times in the did... past. I don't think. You... No, you're right. You did not last year. Did the year before. Yeah, probably a couple years before that. But yeah, this, yeah. This we ne- year, we no. never have. We might not this year. May moving. You guys forward, got those pictures with the dogs. It's I know. I know. Set up and good to go. Elf on the shelf. Never have. Never will. Me neither. I don't know. I also don't have kids. Never will. So yeah, true. I see no reason to. Uh, and then I'm gonna narrow this one because they kind of have this one as a broader scope, and I'm just gonna say, go Christmas caroling. Um, we did when we were in like Boy Scouts when we were younger, but that's it. No, I have never in my life. If the, if Christmas carolers came to my house, I would obnoxiously cheer them on. I would literally like, I, I would run in the house. I'd grab a bottle of champagne. I'd be spraying champagne over the yard, soaking <laughs> some 12 year old <laughs> in a $5 bottle of Andre. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw out some of the international ones, and just by title alone, they're funny enough, so we'll just do that and get a good chuckle, and then I'm going to move on to the United States weird ones. So in Austria, they have Krampus, which was made fun of extensively on The Office and In the other league. shows. Uh, or maybe it was more The League than The Office. I think The Office mentioned it, but The League definitely made fun of it. The League had a whole episode about Krampus. Yep. All right, and then there's one in Catalonia called The Pooper and the Pooping Log. 
that they do as a holiday tradition. What the fuck? And I don't know, but I'm not even going to read it. There's a whole paragraph about it, but you don't, you don't need to know. I'm it's in. funny enough. I'm excited about it. There's something called the Yule Lads in Iceland, which is something about roaming trolls. Mary Lude in Wales. Some sort of a superstitious thing. Some creep. It's like a skull. I don't know. It's fucking weird. And then Japan has a solid one here, which Ooh. is Kentucky Fried Christmas at KFC I'm, in Japan. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me. The, I'm going to Japan. Get me on a flight. Italy has something called Le Bafana, which is about witches and wine. Ukraine has something cool. with spider webs. Mexico does radish carving. Oh, and I thought of ahead. one one tradition that we started last year, which is we my mom now buys us an advent calendar every year. Oh, yeah. Is it like a fancy one or is it just like a regular candy one? This one's fancy. She got us the Costco wine one. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like a hundred bucks and it's like half bottles of wine. I don't know what alcoholic is drinking a half bottle of wine 24 days straight, but ah, I'd never do that. Definitely not. <laughs> I want a beer one next year, though. Yeah, there was. I think I told you that maybe on even on the last episode, they had a cigar one when I was in Texas. That's pretty cool. I was like, oh, it is pretty cool, but it's $200 and I would never. So like I said, my mom bought <clears> it. I was not paying 100 bucks for a wine one. And then just won a chocolate one through work. Yeah. The candy ones are fine. I, we didn't. That's never been a thing that I've really ever done. I've just maybe once. Logan got the seltzer one. Logan, did you get the Costco seltzer one, or did you get like the Aldi one? Let us know. All right. <laughs> what are the weird? What are some weird okay, American ones? In the United States, hiding a pickle in the tree. I which you I, said you've never heard of. Okay, when you put it that way, I think I have heard of that, but I've yeah. never done it. You get an ornament that looks like a pickle, and you hide it in the tree. Um. I don't know. There's a whole lot of like backstory on any of this and I've never done it in the way that it's supposed to be done. And like, we don't like hunt for the pickle like people do, but there's a pickle in our tree. Um, I'll find it if I ever see it. People putting popcorn in their trees. I don't really see that as being very weird, but apparently some people do. I've seen this before. I've never done it, but like people put it on like fishing line or whatever and like just drape it across the, yeah, it's just whatever. It's whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's how people used to just decorate shit when they were broke. Eggnog. Eggnog is pretty fucking weird. I like eggnog though. I don't know that I've ever drank eggnog. I've drank like eggnog and then like eggnog. I don't know, but it's just like eggs in like a creamy drink. I don't know. Doesn't trip my trigger. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I put worse things in my mouth. Apparently one that started in the States and then it spread a lot is just getting dressed as Santa Claus, meeting up with a bunch of other people dressed as Santa Claus and getting drunk. I've heard of that. I've never, yeah. I've obviously never done that, but I've heard of it and it sounds hilarious i would love uh, to be a fly on the wall one to of that the bigger situation. ones started in san francisco but anyway uh and then there's one in louisiana where you light raging bonfires so that santa can find his way to your home <laughs> uh so so there's that that's the list of the weird ones nothing too crazy but there are some pretty good ones in there i like it i that's like it. it christmas traditions in less than 20 minutes discussed Logan also said it's one from Costco. It's only 12 cans, and it was mid. That does kind of suck. There's one. There's a brewery by us that collects beers from other breweries to do their own advent calendar. That's nice. So, like, it'd be awesome. I want it. Yeah. I told Jess if she doesn't get it for me next year, we're well on the path to divorce. Oh. We don't use so, that word in this house. I do. <laughs> I tell Jess all the time. I'm like, hey, back off, because she knows it never happened. That was a good first topic, Kyle. I liked it. <clears throat> what do you got for us, Jake? All right. So I just had it. I just lost it. Fuck. Um, where'd it go? I don't like this, by the way. The beer? Not even a little bit. That sucks. I love cream ales. This isn't it, what I expected it to be. Like you can, so far, I'm not going to grade it yet, but you can... T- <clears throat> Carly would like this if she likes sour beer. You have to still like sour beers to like it. I don't... I don't know. She can comment in the chat if it she tastes more like a cherry cola that. sour than it does a Dr Pepper sour. They mm, focus too hard on the cherry. Yeah. Um. What What was the damn topic I had? It was a good one too. I'm so mad. And we're gonna sit here and awkwardly stare at Jake. We are until he comes up with it. And that's just gonna add the stress. There's a million people watching. Oh God. There's not a million of you. I'm sorry. I wish there were. Tell your friends. Sour Dr. Pepper sounds awful, says Carly. 
It's actually, it's not bad, but it's not, it's just not what I expected. Actually, you know what it almost tastes like? You ever done, like, uh, they call it like a suicide where you mix every flavor of soda together? It's kind of like that. I don't drink soda. Or if you've done it with, like, slushies, get every flavor of slushies. Well, I do that all the time. Blue and red mostly, though. Icy. Um, I'm so mad that I lost this topic. It was a good one. You better figure it out, buddy boy. You've got... Okay, I'll just go to a backup topic, I guess. All right. I hope I can think of the other one. Okay, so today I had to go into the office for work. I normally don't have to go into the office for work. Mm -hmm. I normally work remote. I enjoyed my time in the office. It was a fun day. It was a potluck. People had good food. But it's not something that I want to do super frequently. So, Kyle, I want to know. You're in this world. I am in this world. That is true. You have your dream job. Okay. How much of your dream job has to change for you to consider leaving that job? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, man. And this this stems from the fact of like, and I say this because I think it's funny. It's probably not very funny, but I always say that I don't want to be don't know what I want to be when I grow up, as if I'm not already a fucking adult, uh, as if I have all of this time to figure my life out still, which I guess I kind of do. But either way, I say that all the time, right? And so, like to me, for, to visualize what my dream job would be is kind of difficult because I don't, I still don't, I don't know what that what that looks like to me. I think for me, it's just going to literally take, you know, trying a bunch of shit out until I figure out what actually makes me happy in terms of a job. Maybe it's work from home. I don't know. And it's funny, and Uncle Kyle just, he said money in the chat. And I think a lot of people would say that, you know, the concept of the dream job makes it so like, oh, if I could get this job, I wouldn't need all the money. And I think all those people are lying, right? Like, you don't, you don't. It doesn't matter if you love the job that you do if you can't survive on what they're paying you, right? Yeah. So, like, you have to – there has to be the balance there, too, of, like, I'm getting paid enough to manage my standard of living and still enjoy what I do. And I don't know, dude. Like, sometimes I think – I have to, like, reevaluate my mentality on my job all the time because, like, it, I might not love what I do, but at the same time, I don't hate it. And, like, it's right. it's not – it's fine, right? Like, yeah. it's not like I'm miserable or anything like that. Or just, there's just, do I think it's my dream job? No. Uh, but I wouldn't walk away from this job unless I knew for a fact that what I had on like next would be better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so hard to define. So to answer your question, I guess would be, yeah, some sort of impact on money or atmosphere of the, you know, the work environment, whether it be just like toxicity in in the workplace itself or, or if they force me to move, that might be it. You know, like whether, mm-hmm. you know, you love the job that you do, but they're like, hey, we need you to move to some remote place in North Dakota. I'd be like, uh, no, I quit, you know? So right. probably that relocation, some sort of a financial burden or a change in the environment. The reason I asked this question <laughs> is because not because my job is changing at all, but I was thinking about it. How many things would have to change for that point to, to change, though? So for me, like if they told me I had to move to bumfuck nowhere where I know but nobody, know nothing, internet sucks, food's shit, everything about it sucks, right? I definitely would not do that. Right. But I would, I think I've enough bad things happened prior to that. I would never even have to get to that stage to hit something that would make me consider leaving. So I'm going to go in order of just a few things and tell me once enough things start to compound that you would be like, fuck it, I'm out. Okay. Don't think about what your dream job sure. is. You yeah, are just yeah, yeah. in this theoretical world. Yeah. You ideal salary, yep. ideal group of people, ideal work, everything. Okay. First one. They change your work environment. So whether that's you prefer working from home and now they make you go into the office, or you prefer working in the office, they now make you go home. Would that consi- would that force you to consider quitting? No, not if I liked everything else. Okay. Now that happens. Plus, they replace all of your favorite coworkers with new people. Is it just new people that I don't know yet, or is it new, new people, people I can you, tell suck? You can tell half of them suck. Fifty of fifty percent of them suck. Fifty percent of them could be okay, but you have, obviously you don't know them. No, I think I'm still staying. Okay, they cut your benefits. Whatever benefit is most important to you, they just they either cut it or they make it a larger portion of your income. It has to be contributed to it. Yeah. And these are all compounding, right? These are compounding. I'd say you're probably right on the edge for me now. It'd be, de- it'd be dependent on like, 
what the extent of that benefit cut was. Like if I had full insurance or something like that, and they were like, you have zero insurance now, you know? It wouldn't be a full cut. It's it, You can keep full insurance, but it's now double the price. Or <clears throat> we used to cover dental and vision. Now that's you guys have to pay for dental and vision, however you want to view it. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think I'm right on the edge here. I want to hear the next one, though. The next one is a reduction in salary of about okay. 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd lose me at benefits, I think, before... You, yeah, I don't think it would take me that before I got to the next step, but I would definitely leave at four. Yeah. I am I would leave if they replaced everybody and I could tell half of them sucked. Like, that's... This has happened to me, though, and I have to be careful with how I word this, I guess, because in, like there are situations that I've been put in where there's not much I can do about it, right? And like, right. I don't know. So I've had entire changes of staff within my office that I worked in before. And some of them, similar to the situation that I asked, right? Like I, I knew some of the people I didn't like, but then mm. a lot of new people I just hadn't really been familiar with at all. And they turned out to be fine. And so I still have a majority of the people in the office that I'm getting along with and, you know, no major impact there. And the ones that I don't really like, it doesn't matter. Like I can, I don't need to, it's not like we do a lot of group work. So I didn't have right. to like do a lot with them. They were just present amongst, you know, the people that I worked with. So yeah, that's not enough for me to, to completely walk away. Yeah. But it, it, nothing in my work situation is changing. Nothing like that at all. But I was like, if I had to come into the office more, I could do that. Like it wouldn't kill me. Yeah. If they want if I got new coworkers that really wouldn't kill me. But like, if they were like, Hey dude, you gotta, like you said, you gotta move to North Dakota. And I'm talking, I'm not talking North Dakota, North Dakota. I'm talking, all I'm, of North Dakota is. I North sneeze Dakota. and it can land over the border, North Dakota. Like, you don't even need to be that far north for it to be a bad. I know, but still, like bumfuck nowhere, <laughs> nothing going on. Never could be anything going on like that. If they asked me to do that, I'd leave. But like, I, I like my job, and but there's enough things that they could change that I'd have to be like, eh. and even like telling me to relocate isn't a game changer to me. Yeah, not at all. I don't mind relocating, but if you're going to relocate me to somewhere where like, it's just not going to be compatible. I right. Can't, I can't do that. Two, if you're re if you're forcing me to relocate, I would at least hope you're assisting me with it. In my mind, they should be a hundred percent paying for the relocation. I also agree, but I realize that not every company thinks that way. Sad. But if they don't think that way, I mean, that that is probably a, a dividing line for me, right? Like, if they're like, hey, your moving costs are going to be $15,000, we'll give you three. I'd be like, yeah. eat uh, a dick, I'm out. Yeah, I would quit. Yeah, 100%. I would not do that. Yeah. <clears throat> what else we got? Anything else? Um, what, what are, real? since I have a couple minutes here, what are three things that you think every employer can do to improve the quality of life for their workers so that their workers don't face a situation where they have to leave for circumstances out of their control. Yeah, I think um, family maternity leave uh, is a big one, right? Paid maternity leave. And I mean, for the dad and the mom, paternity mm -hmm. and maternity leave uh, is huge. And I think their federal government has been doing some things to try to push better allocation of that to fathers and not just mothers. Uh, but it should be family, right? You know, and, and I'm not a family person per se, and I don't want kids, but I do think you need to take care of those people and give them that opportunity because it, it does force people to, to, you know, weigh the options of leaving work. Uh, and in addition to that, just in general, I would say paid sick leave. You shouldn't have to worry about your money if you're sick. And the fact that a company makes you feel that you need to do that is, is kind of gross to me. Um, so like, for example, I get, I get leave, right? Like I get paid time off PTO or whatever. And, um, if I'm sick, I don't have to burn that. Like I don't right. have to use that if I'm sick. My sometimes I guess it would depend. Like if I was going to be sick for like weeks and not coming to work, then yeah. Like, yeah, you're taking time off. But if I'm like, I can't come in today, I'm fucking sick. They'd be like, stay yeah. home. It's fine. Right. Like that's one thing I really appreciate my job is like a lot of the flexibility that that's there. Like I said, I, I look back and I like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't want to work today, but it's like my job's pretty, pretty fair for the most part. Anyway, <clears throat> I think that's another one. So sick leave, family leave when it comes to having a child. And then, um, I don't know. Let me think about a third. You go. My, I've got my three. So my number one yearly cost of living adjustments, whether yeah, that's to, to accommodate for inflation at, yeah. at least, you know, yep. Or especially like if you're in an area where like a ton of development has happened, like we, yeah. 
the example that I think of with this is like Charlotte, North Carolina. Like it's it's growing so fast. There's no way that the the cost of everything as they increase. Like there's no way that a lot of people's companies that are paying them are keeping up with that cost. So people are paying more to do the same job. I don't think yeah. that should ever be a thing. Um, yeah. So that's number one for me. Number two is unlimited PTO within reason. Um, if like if all of my work is done, I should be able to not work. Like if if all my work is done at noon, my work day is done at noon. If I do not have a project that I am working on for the next two weeks, I can take the next two weeks off. Like I, don't I shouldn't. Think any just... company does that. If they do, let me know. But I I don't. It's not because I'm disagreeing with you. But every company sees the dollar signs, right? And say like, oh, 100 percent. When I worked at a cable company that I won't mention by name, I'd start off with eight jobs a day, right? And I knew that if I rushed and got all eight of those jobs done in the first four hours of the day, they would tack eight more on for the second half of the day. That's how they right. did it, right? And it's because for them, it's productivity, right? Like they're not just gonna let me sit there and they're not gonna pay me a full day salary. I wasn't a salary employee, I was hourly, right? Right. And so for them, it's like, nah, bro, if you're here, you're working, right? Or I could take my fucking time and do those eight jobs over the course of the day and not double my work. Yeah. I was a little slower, but I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm meeting my quota and I'm getting the work done right. You know, so it's like a company has to be willing to like see that, you know, mm -hmm. and see how people, I don't know. It, that is a really tough one to tackle because no corporation, I don't think, is looking at that and going. There's there's certainly some that are like that, but also a lot of us aren't, even if you gave people the option, if you said, if you can finish all of your work by noon, you can have your work day be done by noon. Okay, cool. But a lot of people are going to be like, but if that's the case, then I can get ahead on tomorrow's work. And then get if I get ahead on the next day's work, work yeah. and then I can get Friday off. And if you take a Friday off, the, the company's not closing because you're taking Friday off. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. And we've actually tried to push some policies like this at my job in the past where we're like, listen, dude, so-and-so killed it today. I don't have anything else for them to do today. And all I'm going to be having them do is like busy work just to like keep their fucking fingers going for the next two hours. Like, let's let, like yeah. kick them out of here. Let's let them go home or whatever, you know? And I had some supervisors that were willing to try to accommodate for that a little bit and some that weren't, but it's a, it's a tough, tough one to handle for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, and then I think the last one, I think every company should offer mental health support to all of their employees. My company, yeah. my current company does, if we seek assistance for mental health issues, it is completely covered by the company. It's awesome. I think every company should do it. I work in a little bit of a unique environment. And I say that to say that they do offer mental health support, but it's very stigmatized. And so people don't really utilize it. So that's the tough thing on behalf of a company is yes, I think they should offer it, but you have to find a way to remove the stigmas of actually utilizing it, you know, and for that, us, like, making well, people feel like it would impact their job if they did. Cause our that's company, how my job does it. Our company does a really good job of it. Where basically if you have health insurance, it's, well, I should say it's included if you have health insurance through the company. Mm, gotcha. But if you go through the health insurance website, there's literally just a button. It says employee assistance program. You click on it and it takes you to resources you never have to submit anything to your bosses. You never have to submit paperwork to HR, nothing like that. If I go to schedule an appointment with a therapist tonight, my company never knows about it, but it is completely covered by the company. Yeah, that's good. It is paid out by their policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a much better way. And nobody knows. So my job tries to claim that there's like an anonymity. There's not. It's, it's for a lot of places. There's really not. And I'm not. sure there's, there, I'm sure it's not as simple as I'm explaining it for my company either. Yeah. But like, if I take advantage of something through my insurance, my boss does not know about that. That's good. That's better for sure. than the way mine is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, dude, if I had to do it, I'm trying to think about things that my job has done that have like made me want to stay. And, and one of them is like, I I'm trying to like be specific, but it's hard for me to do that because some things I, d I don't even utilize anymore, but like the benefits package that's available to me is huge. So, um, whether right. you use them or not, like for a while they were paying for my education and I chose no to, not to stop using that, um, for various reasons, but they were paying for like part of my school, which was awesome. And there was no, right. um, no immediate cost to me to do that, uh, stuff like that. So I think, education style benefits or you know packaging up different types of 
things into the benefit packages good i don't i don't know you got to be willing to make people feel like they're not miserable and that they have opportunities to take time off when they need to and like they're able to maintain the standard of living and go to the doctor and stuff like that you know what i mean so like it's just it's sad that you know the things that make you want to stay at a job are just like basic human decency at some point you know like let me be a fucking human that takes care of myself and my family and like i'm gonna be happy yeah i want to end this conversation on one note if you're a company out there that awards all your pto to your employees at the beginning of the year and then they take more than half of their pto and they leave halfway through the year and you make them pay that money back fuck you change your policy yeah that's dirty if you don't want people to do that and you don't want to have to have them pay back then give it to them incrementally yeah give it to them in an accrual yeah simple dude i've I've had friends that i worked for a company and i didn't run into the situation but i had a friend who left and he had to pay back like almost a thousand dollars worth of pto and i'm like it's so stupid that is really fucking dumb really fucking dumb yeah I don't know if, if you I, ever did it, if I'm being honest with you. That's the sh- the crazy thing is, like, it makes you really want to look into, like, employment contracts when you get a new job. Because, like, if that was written in an employment contract, I'd, like, send them an email back and be like, take this fucking line out or else, like, don't, I'm not taking the job. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not yeah, I'm not going to do that. I almost said something like that, too, Uncle Kyle. Like, it's, at that point, it might be almost worth it just to hit up an employment attorney or, like, somebody that specializes yeah. in that type of work and just be like, can they do this? They can uh, if it's <clears> in the contract. Not everything in a contract is legal, though. It is, is in the le- the field of work that we were participating in. Yeah. Either way. They have a lot more gross. leniency than a lot of places. Yeah, don't do that. And again, that, that kind of boils down to like basic human decency again, right? Like yeah. Just, don't be a What dude. a shitty thing to do. DBAD. Everybody should live by the motto of don't be a douchebag. DBAD. Yeah. yeah. It's very right. simple. Good topic. What do you rate your first beer if you're at that point? I'm assuming you're probably pretty uh, close. Yeah, I, I, I'm done with it. Uh, it was it did not live up to my hopes, sadly. It was good. I don't think Carly would like it, but it was good. I will give it a 3.5 on the 5-point scale. And if I were to rate it on a 10-point scale, it would be a 6.9. It would just miss a 7. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, to me, I think this is a 2.0. I don't know if it's good. disappointing. I love cream ales. I just don't really like it. I don't think it has very much. So it's supposed to be vanilla cream. And to me, it just tastes like. It's almost like they added just like a drop of vanilla into a light beer. That's, so I'm yeah. getting like this like diluted flavor in like a lager. And it's just not very good to me. Yeah, that sucks. That's disappointing. I don't, I don't know that I'm even going to finish that one, to be totally honest. I might just go ahead and crack this next one and move on. Do what you got to do. I'm not going to judge you. Which my next one is a Tahoe style truck E blonde from 5050 Brewing. I have Flavor Train, which is a sports beer. It says so itself. See right there? Sports beer. What does that mean? I have no idea. Um, but it is from Transient Artisan Ales, one of my favorite breweries in the entire world. But it is a sour wheat ale with kiwi, lemon, lime, pineapple, spirulina, and sea salt. So it literally is like a greens beer. Okay. But also. I might fruit. like that. I always I'm get like green it. machine if I drink naked juice. Or that like one's the best the one. Green yeah. one is, that one's know? the best one. It says beer for winners, actually. That's in a very important thing. Beer for winners. Hmm. That's a very fucking weird advertisement for a beer. I don't know. I kind of fuck with it. I might drink it. It sounds kind of good. It's my favorite brewery. They've never done me dirty so far. All right, Jake, you ready for my next topic? I am I'm ready for actually. My next topic. I'm not ready for anything. I'm Jake. You're an idiot. Okay. Starting off, I'm going to bring up a current event. We're going to briefly touch on that, and then I'm going to go into a deeper topic off the back of this. So. Yes, I will watch Cocaine Bear. No. no. Um, their advertisements are pretty ingenious, though. They're kind of funny. I, I'm I 100% watching that movie. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking shit about it. And like, oh, this is so dumb. But they're like, it's based on a true story, so maybe it's funny. I don't know. Anyway. In recent news, there's been a lot of chit-chat about the Twitter files, as they're being called. Mm-hmm. And so I want your general analysis or assumptions slash opinions on what that means or what it, the implications of that are. Uh, and then I'll go on to my next follow-on question. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Okay. I, 
don't Spain. care. I I don't care how a company runs. I don't care about the drama that goes on behind company walls. I don't care about any of it. So I'm I'm probably woefully uninformed about what it actually is. Okay, let me steer the conversation then. So a lot of the Twitter files and the documentation that was released by Twitter through Elon Musk personally was emails and correspondence related to government officials emailing Twitter to have accounts either blocked or certain tweets deleted or certain types of messaging either manipulated or removed from the media source so that it wasn't like distracting to their uh you know um party largely is what it was sometimes specific to the president or presidents but largely to parties i would say yeah specifically right so it's like the joe biden administration reached out to twitter and said please don't put like put these specific things about hunter biden's laptop on twitter like it's just distracting or whatever we we would like that to go away and there were some things about trump doing this too so uh and i'm sure there's i bet this dates back forever right from the beginning of twitter there's probably presidents and different uh, administrations have been doing this and part of it too which is why it's causing a kind of a controversy as well is that there were like nude pictures of hunter biden that were like posted as part of this too and so part of it was the administration going we don't want like revenge porn for lack of a better term yeah of the president's son on twitter or the at the time presidential candidate i believe on twitter like what we don't want that obviously Mm -hmm. right and so that's kind of like a synopsis of a lot of the, the stuff that's going on right now. And I'm just, I was curious more about your opinions on yeah, okay, so those is, types of dealings. Okay, gotcha. I thought it was something else that I had briefly seen. Um, but okay, when it comes to this, I also, I don't really care. Twitter is a private media company that can be influenced in any way that it wants to be influenced, just like politicians are public entities that can be influenced by whoever wants to donate money to them. It's it's simply no different than any anybody who wants to get upset about it, right? You should get upset about every piece of media that you are looking at then. Because no matter what filter you are looking at it for, it is influenced by somebody who has an agenda with something, whether that's money, power, fame, blackmail, whatever it may be, right? And when it comes to something like this, everybody fucking does it. I can go on Twitter mm-hmm. right now and I can tell Twitter what I do and don't want to see by muting things, by blocking things, by reporting things that I don't yeah. want to see. And I have the power to change what is seen on Twitter for me, mm-hmm. right? And if I want people to see something on Twitter, I can put it on Twitter. If I don't want people to see something on Twitter, I can take it off Twitter. If it's a celebrity who has something being shared about them, they get a copyright claim. When Dave Portnoy had his sex tapes going around on Twitter, he got them all taken down via legal claims and they weren't shown anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's a federal crime, as he likes to say, to you know watch them or share them, whatever it may be. It's this is something that has always been happening and it's something that will continue to happen and that'll be presidential candidates, it'll be politicians, it'll be celebrities, it'll be regular people like you and me. People are going to Instagram, like people have come out and said, I paid Instagram $30,000 to verify my account. I paid X media company X amount of money to verify my account. Like there's a reason these are third party entities that we're using as a resource, right? It's because it can be influenced. What we see can be influenced by what we want to see and what we choose to see. The funny thing too is about when it comes to social media, right? Is like since the since the first advertisements were added into social media, whether that be like MySpace or early Facebook or whatever. Ever since then, the things that and specifically when and I remember this transition when Facebook switched from, um, I'm gonna blank on it. I think it was Timeline to what the fuck is it called now? It's called something. Else. It used to be a Timeline. And now it's called something else. Oh, and then there um, might have been terminology even before that. But anyway, the point yeah, is, it was like no, it was your wall, and then right, it was like yeah, a yeah. timeline, and now it's like your feed or so. No, the it's reason Twitter. it's it, the reason that Whatever. they've changed the terminology of that is because of the way that they manipulate the data that is shown to you, right? So it started off as like this is very very specific to me, who I follow, who follows me, right? This mm-hmm. is specific, and then it went to and it was like timeline structured, right? So it was. This is the events that are happening amongst my friends in the order in which they are occurring. And now you go into a feed, and this is true on almost every single social media, and where it's not like ordered content anymore, it is prioritized content, right? So yeah. it's 
it's algorithmic to your interests for one, but it's also algorithmic to paid advertisements and manipulation of those media. So what you can see happening before your own eyes right now, which I have a huge problem with, is that Elon Musk transitioned to the paid Twitter blue. You could literally see your algorithms changing because of the paywall that he put on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. So like now, if you have followers or friends or whatever on Twitter, however you want to put that, who paid for that service, you're going to see basically only their fucking content. Yeah. And they're still trying to like balance out that algorithm a little bit. But for the largest part, you're going to see a fuckload of like blue check marks as the only That's why Kyle deleted Twitter. He was only seeing my tweets. And it, it, no, it has not like, it's more to do than that. But like, I know it is, it is wild in my opinion. Like it is truly wild that you can see this happening just because the transition of an owner of a company and you're, you could watch as the algorithm is changing and how they're manipulating that media in front of your eyes. And so I think, yes, you're right. When it comes to like using third-party services, they have every right to do this. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's their platform, blah, 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 blah. The bigger question I think that goes along with this and goes hand in hand with this discussion is how does that change when it's a government entity doing it, right? So like, and the, the bigger background question I think that I've seen on the internet recently is does this influence your faith or trust in your government when you know that they're doing things like this? No, it doesn't. I don't care. The government is influencing everything I do every single day in one way, shape, or form. I'm not going out and stealing money from somebody right now because the government has said that's a crime and I will go to jail for it. I am not yelling bomb on an airplane as a joke when I don't have a bomb because the government has said you will go to jail if you do this. Like everything I do is influenced by the government in some way, shape, or form. I work because the government has told the, the world that I need money to pay my bills or I go to jail. That's more of a societal pressure than a governmental pressure, I would argue. No, but, but sure. it's not. It, 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 and the money that I earn, I have to give the government some of it or I go to jail. Like, yeah, but they're not telling you you have to work. They're saying, if you work, you're going to pay me. Yeah. But if you don't work, we're not going to give you the benefits of other people in society. That's not doesn't mean they're... It doesn't matter. This is a different conversation, right? But, like it, they're, but, but they're not forcing you to have a job. Society, Societal pressure and the need to have certain things is... Who is mints the money that is awarded to me? They control the currency, Yes. Correct. But they're not telling you you need to go work for it. But they're telling me I can't get <laughs> products that I need to survive if I they don't aren't. have that. You yes, they are. are saying that I want these things and I can't have them unless I have money. The government owns the money. Because if I don't have the money to purchase them, how am I going to get them? By stealing them, which yeah, sure. would, is a crime per the government. Sure is. But the government isn't saying you need to work. They're saying if you want those things, you you, you need to work, right? If you need the, if you want the things you need to survive, yes, you have to work. Bullshit. You can move to fucking Wyoming and forage your life away in the woods forever. You can't. In a lot of places, it's illegal to live off the land. <laughs> That's true. Some places, for sure. And somebody owns that property because the government said that they could buy that land from yeah. the government, essentially. Yeah. It is weird when it comes to like federal lands and like federal parks and shit like that. But yeah. Either way, this is this is a tangent. It, but but any, tangent but it, that doesn't it comes back to the point. I don't care. If, I, if I'm upset by what the government is doing on Twitter, I will stop using Twitter. If I'm yeah. upset by what the government has made Facebook, because I, I, this, isn't, this shouldn't have been a revelation to anybody. If anybody thought the government wasn't influencing what we see on now, a day-to-day -day basis, I don't think that's, that's the problem stupid. or the revelation. I think what happened is, is people are seeing the actual physical evidence of it. People have thought or known or assumed or whatever this for a very long time, but it's very rare that you see direct correspondence from a governmental entity to something that is not government owned that is used to just change or sway your opinion, right? Like you don't, you probably know that that's happening, but very rarely do you see it admitted like in your face, right? Yeah, but I just don't, I just don't think it, it doesn't change anything for me. And I'm, I'm mostly just being a devil's advocate here too, because it doesn't really change anything for me either. Like I know this is happening all the time, but I do think it is like, I think there are people that are like having this wake up moment about this and going, holy shit, like nothing that the government tells me is real because of this, you know, which is an over exaggeration to this completely, yeah. right? Like it's not, it's not like, it's not that, it's not, there's not that much depth to this. It's just, right. you are being influenced, right? Like whether you are willing to recognize that or not, if you're using these types of media, you are subjecting yourself to paid or politically influenced or whatever versions of your opinions. And that's true on either party. 
And it's true that both parties are doing this. And it's also true that these social media places are figuring out what your political leanings are and like giving you, like you, there was a time when that, I think maybe we've talked about this on the podcast too, where the, there was that viral thing that came out. Um, I, I don't remember where it was dropped or whatever, but it showed you how to like dig down into the Facebook algorithm and find out yeah. how they were pushing political content to you. And I don't think you can do it anymore, but like you could literally go down and figure out how Facebook based on your interests had categorized yeah. you. Not that you, what you said you were, but what they said you were. And right. it was very interesting. Um, so yeah, everybody does this, uh, but it's, I think right now people are trying to use this largely to sway opinion and like get people to feel some type of way about government because of this, which is why I bring it up because now that we've talked about this a little bit more in depth, I think it, it's largely an overreaction, right? Like, yeah. and I agree with you for the most part. That being said, I do think it's important that people recognize and acknowledge that this is happening. Like you need to be diligent in figuring out your own ways yeah. of, of making your opinions. I mean, I, I'm just going to flat out say it. Like if, if you're getting all of your information from one source, like a Twitter, like a Facebook, like a whatever, you're already doing research wrong. Yeah. And so you need to expand that a little bit further. One last comment before I give this to you for your last topic. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the person who sold Twitter to Elon Musk came out recently. And ever since this has happened, his last commentary on this was, Elon Musk released this in a filtered manner to drive his own agenda, which is hilarious, right? Because yeah. he's trying to point out the government agenda. But apparently, Jack Dorsey said he didn't release like yeah. This I saw the tweets. Scope. Yeah, he was like, "Why don't you release it without any any filter on it?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Release the unfiltered version." Of just, this he's like, "Just release everything." I don't care. So I think there are even when somebody is trying to show you the things that are being pushed on you and used to influence you, they're also doing that under their own agenda. My exact so point. There's nothing that you are getting. There's nothing that is happening in your life that is not being influenced by somebody else in one way, shape or form. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. I took up a lot of time. So you have eight minutes to do your last topic. You're all good. Um, first off, I just want to bring up this beer's ass and I'm not happy about it. I'm mad at you transient. I still love you. Please sponsor us. Um, okay, so recently I came into a situation in my life, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Is this the topic you were thinking of originally, or did you forget that? This was still? not. It, okay. It's lost to the wind. Okay. At what point in your life do you consider some things broken beyond repair and to the or damaged or tainted in enough of a manner where you are going to replace it? You mean like physical items? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a good question. Let me um, give you some examples. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You have a couch. Yep. One of those cushion. One of the cushions on the couch got a big old hole ripped in it. Maybe on a corner where a dog yeah. may may not yeah. have been chewing on it. One of the cushion, the back cushions for it, which are not removable, have two big seam splits in it from dogs laying on top of it, or people, or yeah. something you laid on it. And then a dog throws up all over it. Do you replace that couch? Yeah. 100%. Or do you just keep that couch? After like the second thing that you said, I would have replaced it. Well, I'm keeping it. That being said, if I was but, in college uh, or like if I wasn't able to maintain a certain standard of living, would I deal with that and be comfortable? Yeah, I'd probably be fine. I just bought this couch a year ago. I got to make it last a little bit longer. But it got me thinking, What at what point in my life do I like replace things? Because like I've got pans... I just threw them away that I've been using for years that like the Teflon on them was flaking off and there were like gashes in them, which is very not good for you. Yeah, that's true. And I finally was like, I'm adult enough to throw this away. Even yeah, though I, I know it, it pained it, me to do it, but it's easier for me to make those decisions now as somebody that can like financially take care of myself. Cause when I was younger, like the answer was I'm not getting rid of anything. Yeah. Same. Whatever I get, I'm cherishing it. I'm using it. I'm using it till it dies. And now it's not necessarily true. That being said, things like, and Carly is more particular about this than I am, but like cars, right? I think she is past the point where it is time to make the decision to replace her car. She does not. She'd rather just go until that thing literally physically will not roll down the road anymore. Like it maybe even would do it Fred Flintstone style if she had to for a little while. I don't know, but not willing to change that out. Right. And like, I'm at a point now where I'm like, mm, we should probably, we should probably flop that out. Right. If she wants to buy a car, I got one for sale. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, our couch is uncomfortable a little bit in some places now because we've had it for six years. 
but it's not to the point where I would replace it, right? Like it looks fine. It's fine to me. I know I, how to sit I on my own couch. couch. It's fine. So I have no problem with that. I wouldn't replace it, but I, I don't replace things often either. And I don't really buy new often either. I'm kind of just fine with the status quo of what I have and what I, what right. I, what I use. You I were saying it like you, you buy the same pair of vans every time you buy new shoes. Like, Pretty much almost exclusively. And I'll shoes are actually, to be fair to myself, I probably replace more often than I require. Like I have multiple pairs of shoes now that I wear and like I would buy the new pair and now I wear both and I'm like, why did I even buy a second pair of shoes? Like I didn't need that. I almost bought Vans when they were on sale on Black Hol- Black Friday and I was like, why? I don't need I shoes. I don't need them. Yeah. So, but I have had a tendency to overbuy shoes. I haven't done that for a little while though, thankfully. When I was younger, I I was into like Hypebeast shoes. So I bought like a, a lot of insert name I don't feel like saying right now is on the uh, podcast due to anti-Semitism claims ah yes. um I, I bought a lot of pair of those shoes i've still got them but it's like i never wear the damn things yeah i definitely won't now yeah i actually saw a really bad joke i'll tell you about later about those okay it was actually i'll just say it, it was a trevor wallace video and he was like undercover at a hype beast store he's a comedian um you probably know him uh and he was like undercover at a hype beast store and the guy was looking at yeezys and he was like oh you're looking at the yeezys huh and he goes yeah and then he's like, oh, I don't know if I would. We had a lot of refunds of those really recently. And the guy's like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, three of them were rabbis. Oh, I'm like, damn. Yeah. We're just making jokes already, huh, Trevor? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> things like that, I definitely don't buy as many shoes as I used to buy. But like there's some things where like I have no problem repla- replacing them. Like I buy water bottles like it's my job. I do not. I have probably 12. I will buy shaker bottles a lot because they're cheap and I use those as my water bottles and then I won't those, replace them until the lids crack so bad that they leak all over the place and then I'll buy ones. What's Dave, up, Dave? it's about damn time you showed Dave, up. Dave, you showed to, up for the last done. three minutes, but welcome to the chat. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, did you ever use the link that I sent you to buy the like $3 shaker cups? I don't remember the Iowa ones. that happening. No, I didn't. No, 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 no I didn't. Uh, well, you should. You can get... Because I didn't need them. <laughs> you need 10 of them for $30. Yeah, $30 a shaker. But yeah, like I was thinking about it and I'm way better now than I used to be, which is weird because I have more money than I've ever had before. But I'm yeah. also like smarter with it now, which may be part of the reason why I have more. Sometimes but, I am and sometimes I'm not. But yeah, Because there's be some smart. things that I suck at. Yeah. Oh, Dave, that's a good one. Um, like this Apple Watch. I definitely did not need to buy a new Apple Watch, yeah. but I did because I want one. I have the oldest possible generation of Apple Watch in... I thought about replacing it this year, and I was like, why would I do that? This thing works fine. I will just just show you how bad the problem is. Because here's my old Apple Watch. Yeah, it's sitting right there, and it's probably perfectly functional. And here's the one that I had before that. Oh, my God. This one is is not functional. This one is functional. But this is the 38 millimeter or the 40 millimeter, and I wanted the 44. You're an idiot. So, yes. But I sold these, so... I made my, most of my money back. Um, but like TVs, like I'll buy a new TV. I, I saw one on Black Friday that was like a 75-inch TV for like $3.99. I was like, sign me the fuck up. I didn't do it, I but do I almost did. But Jess wants this TV for her office, so I'm going to have to get a neon sign for this wall or a new TV, and I want to put a TV on that wall. I buy new computer parts that I don't need. I do that, and it is a waste of money, but not that often. That is like a big purchase every few years that I'll do. I'll do an upgrade or something like that. And then I usually try to resell the old one to make up some of the cost. But Jess likes to make it seem like I buy TVs all the time. I have purchased myself two TVs in the seven years that we've been together. The only reason that I bought the new TV that I have, the newest TV that I have, is because you guys peer pressured me when we were moving out here. It was worth it. I would not have bought that TV unless you guys have peer pressured but me into doing it. you did, and you love it. I did. It's a nice TV. I like it. But I didn't need it, is the point. But yeah, I think... Very rarely do I replace things. With my there, so, do you? We just got rid of a bunch of cups. Do you guys have, or have ever had like an abundance of anything that you were like struggled to get rid of, and then you were just like fuck it, and then after you got rid of it, you were like, oh, thank God we did that, because I had all these cups. All I was the like, time. what if I need cups? And so we finally got rid of a bunch. And I was like, God damn, I can see the cup that I want to grab. And I don't have to grab 15 other cups just to get to that one now. It's usually associated with a move. Like, I think Carly and I go through things like when we're getting ready to move. And we're like, do we really want to move this? Why do we have this still? What are we doing? And yeah. we like donate or sell or get rid of just tons of. This time, when we moved from Arizona to here, we get, got rid of 
mostly for free to like just like neighborhood groups on Facebook. Credit to Carly for putting in the work for that. A lot of stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. To include like, you know, when you move and like you end up just throwing away food because it's not like usually doesn't travel well. Yeah. Carly gave it all away this time, which was awesome. Hey, I respect it. So we gave tons of food away to like whoever needed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of waste usually when it comes to that. But, but yes, the answer to your question is constantly we find ourselves like holding on to things for no reason and then we get rid of it and run. And I just, I want to end this topic by saying, if you have too much of something, go give it to somebody else. Jess and I are donating a bunch of coats this weekend. Um, we've got like old laptops that were given away to family that wanted mentioned that they needed yeah. slash wanted a laptop. Like if you got extra stuff that you're not using, you don't have to squeeze $10 out of everything that you have that used to be worth something. Yeah. Just give it to yep. somebody who will appreciate it and use it, especially in the holiday season. Christmas right around the corner. A couple bucks goes a long way for a lot of families. Help them out. Give them something. Uncle Kyle said he'll take the old parts that I was talking about, and which reminded me that I totally forgot to look into something for him, and I'm going to do it when we get done with the episode today. Um, other than that, yeah, definitely do that. Donate your stuff. And Carly has shown me a lot how this works now, too, where like there's like community-related Facebook groups, mm-hmm. like your block buy or your groups. neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, buy nothing or like pay it forward groups or whatever. There's a lot of different yeah. names for it. But either way, there's... There's going to be people on there that are going, like, hey, I can't feed my family this week. Like, does anybody have any extra food? And, like, just look in your pantry and be like, yeah, I'm never going to fucking eat this and give it to those people. Yeah. Like, why not? Here's here's pasta that I'm never going to eat. Oh, yeah, rice. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter, right? Like, the frozen pizzas have that have house, been in you your could, fridge you should, for a while. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I wouldn't get rid of a frozen pizza personally. I'm a big pizza person. But, but yeah, anything else? <laughs> anything else in the house? Yeah. Like, yeah, cooking. Uh, I saw the cool. One last thing, real quick. The coolest <laughs> thing that I've seen recently. There was a family on Thanksgiving. They were like, we're not traveling. Our kids are old. They've got stuff going on. We cooked, I want to say they cooked like 30 pounds worth of chili or something like that. Like I'll just use chili as the reference. Yeah. And they were basically like, anybody who needs a bowl, here's our address. Come by. If you need food for your, if you need a whole batch of chili for your family, come get some. We'll hand it. Like, we just want to give back. Like this, this community this city's been awesome to us. We want to give back to you. So if you can do something like that, even just in the smallest fashion in the holiday season, it goes a lot longer and a lot farther than a lot of you realize. And it's a lot, we don't realize the struggles other people go through. So if we can use our extra stuff or our old stuff, whatever it may be to help somebody out, we should be doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to tag on one last thing since you got your last thing. And and that is that, um, people and organizations really appreciate it, but don't be a bad person donator either because that happens a lot where people will be like i don't want this because it's expired and then donate it don't fucking do that yeah don't do that don't shit. donate expired shit. if it's expired and it's unhealthy don't do that if it's a coat if it's a coat with 15 holes in it or it's yeah. a coat that you have because it's if it's shitty just throw it away and but you'll see things that happen every, like posts or like notifications or whatever that come out from like goodwill and places like that every year where people will literally come dump their garbage at the donation pile yeah. don't fucking do that not only are you doing no good for anybody, but you're also causing the volunteer, largely workers that are at those types of places to have to sort through your fucking trash. Yep. Don't do that. <laughs> so other than that, yes, please donate. It's a great season to do that, although all times of the year are good times to be doing that. 100%. That's all I got. Jake, rate your last beer. 0.25. This fucking sucks. That's super sad. It smells like piss. It doesn't taste much better. It's not good. <laughs> redo the formula on this one transient this, this is where you 2.25 as well um very mid as the kids say these days it's pretty as the kids it's pretty fine it, it's totally totally drinkable there's nothing wrong with it it's just there's nothing exciting about it yeah so, it's a blonde ale it's it is a blonde they're basically i think ambers are generally more bleh than anything else but and blondes are like a tier above that generally speaking but this one's just kind of eh yeah, Uncle Kyle said check where you donate also. That's true, too. Try to make sure like you're donating to places that are actually going to do good things with your stuff and not just profit from them. That's it. This has been another episode of Two Average Husbands. Thank you guys for joining us this week. And every week, if you don't follow us all over the place or have the like buttons and the links set up to make sure you're getting notified, please do that. You can find us on Twitter at number 2AVGHusbands two, two on Instagram at the same handle. You can find us at Two Average Husbands 
on YouTube as well. You can click the like and the bell and all of the other things that everybody on the internet tells you to do to make sure that you're getting notified when we have new episodes. We do this live every Wednesday right now at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so feel free to join us. You can hop in in the chat either on uh, Discord, YouTube, or Twitter. Uh, and then we are there to chime back in with you. If you have topics you want us to talk about, please post them and we'll do that. Or anything to add to the conversation, we'll be happy to add that into our conversation as well. You can also follow Jake Perry on his personal Twitter at Perry underscore FF on Twitter. And you can follow us uh, on personal other social media, which mine is mostly gone now. Uh, but you can follow Jake all over the place too. And I think that pretty much covers like Kyle said, thank you guys all for tuning in. We appreciate all of the love and support on each of the episodes. We love the live viewership. We love the comments. We love everything. Keep an eye out for some special episodes that'll be coming up. Maybe some gaming live streams. If I can, if we ever can sit together. For say, we've an been hour. promising that for a while now. We'll figure it, it out eventually. It won't take long for us to figure it out. We just got to do it. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Dave is shouting out JWB Fantasy Football, the guys that I work with um, for fantasy football content. Uh, make sure you check out their stuff as well. But thank you all for tuning in. We will see you all in the next episode. And as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them. Peace. <laughs>